Matata, Ron. Kuna Matata. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Awesome. Awesome. So good to have you with us uh, this morning. Uh, and we are meeting uh, at the cinema. So, you know, don't come here and meet at 20 till. Meet at the cinema if you want to come. Um, and if you're in another life group, you're in the 60s and older and want to come, I, I believe that's $5 a ticket to get in. So it's inexpensive. Um, they do now charge tax for popcorn and pop there. They didn't used to somehow. They put, so um, there is a, you know, just so that you know. Okay. But anyway, you can put as much of whatever. I don't know that that's really butter, but it comes out, and there's a sound when it comes out that sounds like the hallelujah chorus as you put your popcorn in. And uh, so you can put as much of that on as you want. Sometimes Pastor Kim loves buttered popcorn. I mean, and usually like I'll put a bunch, and she'll be, there's, there's not enough butter on that. So then I'll put more, and the last time I put more, I thought, she's going to have to say there's enough, and then we realized it leaked through. <laughs> so there was enough that time. I, I, I did well. Uh, so anyway, um, it's going to be fun. It's just fun to hang out together and do life together, and it's great to have those kind of opportunities to do that. So just encourage you to come have some fun. You know, 6.30, 20 till, just, there's a little lobby area there in front of the cinema inside. We're just going to hang out there and then go in and kind of just all sit as a group. No throwing popcorn, please. Unless I have my mouth open. Then, and only then, can you do that. Hey, I want to talk to you this morning, um, and I'm excited about this, uh, just about working our field and growing our faith. And, uh, and then in the next few weeks after that, six weeks following, I'm going to tell you, uh, we're going to talk about money. Now, and I don't want you to get like, oh, he's going to talk about money. Do you know that Jesus talked more about money, really, than he did heaven and hell? But what the Lord had told me, he says, you, you know, you have a, a lot of new people. You need to teach them about giving. And so I said, okay, I haven't taught on it since 2017. So um, I looked it up, and, you know, I, it's, so I'm excited about it. I'm going to call it fixing the money thing. I have Pastor Gary's permission to use that phrase, not that he owns that phrase, but that is the phrase of his book, and, and uh, through the company Ford Financial Group, they use that, that phrase, fixing the, the money thing, and he said, yeah, go for it. So for six weeks after, uh, starting next week, we're going we're gonna to talk about fixing the money thing, because if I can show you in ways of what God's Word says that you can understand and you can fix situations, wouldn't that be great to take stress away? Wouldn't that be great to be like, okay, I'm on course now? So today, just to get that started, let me just explain a little bit as we're going to get ready to grow, go into that. I went to Faith Life last night, and I went there last week. I've, I got to go two weeks in a row, and that doesn't normally happen. I, I try to get where I can go there once a month, and sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes I get more, but I got to talk to pastor last night. But this is what the Lord did with me. Is God just do stuff? I mean, it's just, he's just cool. So I just want to explain this. So um, on the way, like last week, uh, you know, since this is our church, I tithe and give offering, Pastor, and I do that here. So if I do anything else, it's always offering. Does that make sense? I'll explain that and teach that so that you understand how that works. So when I was there, that's our headship church, but I, my tithe stays here. So when I give over there, it's offering. So I gave last week, and so I'm on there, and we usually... Kim and I usually give something every time that we go, and so I said, Lord, what do you want me to give? Is there a specific amount, you know, that I could give in an offering? And this is, he said immediately, he said, you have a dollar in your wallet. 
and it, you know, it was folded up. And I, I remember seeing it, but it had been a while, and, he, and I thought to myself, just a, I mean, it's just a dollar, you know? And uh, he said, get the dollar and watch what I'll do. That's what he said. So I went into the auditorium, and then I felt the prompting of the, of the Lord just to get the dollar out of my wallet. Because how many have ever known when it's time to give, then you're like, oh, and you got to dig something out. Sure enough, it was, it was all folded up, stuck back in the corner of my wallet, just like the Lord had said. I pulled that out, and I just put it in my pocket so that when they did offering at the end of service, I'm like, you know, and I'm kind of thinking, I'm going to kind of hold and cover that with my hand. They'll see that it's green, but I really don't want them just to see George's face. It'd been nice if it had been Ben's face, you know, but it was George. And so that's what I'm thinking. And so I just did that because he said, get it ready. And I stuck it and I didn't even get out of my seat. Now, service hasn't even started. This is preliminary stuff. You know, five minute countdown is going on. And this guy walked up to me. He goes, hey, PB, how you doing? I said, I'm good. He goes, just good. I said, I'm great. Just great. I said, I'm living the dream, brother. Because I'm like, dude, what do you want from me? You know, I mean, what do you want me to say? And he, he laughed, and then he slapped a $100 bill right in my hand. And he said, the Lord told me I'm to give you this, and you'd know what it's about. And I went, what? And he said, I'm just doing what the Spirit said. He said, you'd know. And he walked away. I thought, that's, that's a hundredfold, just like that. How does that happen? Now, all of you are probably like, do I have a dollar in my purse? Do I have a dollar in my wallet? Do I have a <laughs> Pastor Kim's going to walk around. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, you know. Well, how does that happen? I'm going to show you. Now, that's not, I mean, so I'm not saying this, we're not, this isn't a, a uh, this isn't a lotto machine. This isn't a, you know, I'm going to do this, pull the lever and ding, 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 ding. That's not what I'm talking about. There are principles in the kingdom that God wants to show you. But I, I mean, I just sat there and was just, that, that's amazing. I didn't, didn't expect that. Had I not done that, you know, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, would that have happened? I want us to talk about working our field and growing our faith. If I'm going to use a four-letter word here, so we're going to have to get ready. Work. We're going to have to put our hand to something. There's that part. And the problem with the believers in the church today is we are believing that God is just going to do it all. We're going to sit back. I don't know if you know this, but I know people 20 years later that are still waiting for their breakthrough. Listen how quiet it is. I'm here to tell you, I think God, I'm not saying that there, there couldn't be a 20-year breakthrough. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're waiting on the same thing and nothing has ever changed in your status, something is wrong. We need to look at some stuff and say, God, how do I work my field then? How do I grow my faith? How do I do the kingdom? How do I make this happen so that I can glow in the dark? I can be a light to those around me. Romans 12, 3 says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. King, New King James says, God has given everyone a measure of faith. Father, in Jesus' name, as we look at your word today, help us just to drop it 18 inches from our head to our heart so we can apply it and be better for it, for your glory in Jesus' mighty name. 
If we're going to be a Jesus follower, we're going to be a believer, God does not want you to become stagnant. He wants us to grow. And how many knows that you're growing from faith to faith? I'm certainly not where I'm supposed to be, but I'm thanking God I'm not where I used to be. Because he's helped me get from here to here. We are, you know, I just talked to Melinda today. We were talking about looking back. And, and during, the, during the journey, isn't it sometimes hard to see what he's doing? But man, now when you get past that and you look back and you're going, he was with me the whole time. And I didn't recognize it. Romans 1.17 says the good news tells us God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person, person has life. It means that as we are walking with God, we're getting to know him better. Not just know who he is. I have people tell me, and you probably had this too, I believe in God. Well, I'm happy for you. The devil believes in God too. But you know, his outcome's not too good. It's okay to believe in God. I get it. But if we're going to follow God, that's a whole nother level. I want to say hi to our online Facebook friends. Good to have you with us. We're so glad you're with us today. I forgot to say hi to you, so good to see you, kind of. I can't really see you, but I believe in you're there, so all, all good. <laughs> I want to know him better today than I knew him yesterday. It's nice to be able to hear the Lord's voice and go, okay, I'll do that. Instead of going, was that God or was that not God? It's nice to be able to know, hey, I know the Lord told me this. Because if you can know, you can mark the moment. And you can do something about it. So how do we do that? I'm going to show you four ways this morning to work your field, grow your faith. I have to establish this that we have to work. If we don't put our hand to it, there's nothing that's going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And that's the problem with the church. We've, we've just sat back. God will do his part, but it is his part gets involved on what you have in your dominion or your authority. I need you to catch that. Because there, you have things that you're in charge of, and because you have the authority... How many knows that we have the keys to the kingdom? That's what it says in Matthew. We have those keys, but we are the authority, or you're the priest of your home. You want your home blessed? Then he can bless that, but you have that authority, and you have to delegate and, and announce what is happening. Come on, somebody. You have to do that. It doesn't just happen by osmosis. When we receive offering... If you wonder why I say we're, because money has a spirit on it. It has the world's system on it. See, here's the issue. We're all in here, and we've grown up our whole lives in the wrong system. So our minds are geared and trained for what we grew up in. Well, everybody has debt. You're going to have to have debt. Debt will always be part of your life. You will always have a mortgage. Now, I understand debt and credit, and I get all that, and I'm not... I'm not telling you anything that's going to just shake your cage that much. What I'm trying to tell you is you don't always have to have it. Come on. You can get it paid off. You can believe God not just to make your payment. What about believing him just to pay the thing off? Or God, how can I do that? What can I do? And again, then we have to work so that he'll bless 
the work of our hands. So when we receive money, we take it out of the world system, the earth curse system, and then by the authority because it is given to me. You see, and I'm going to show you that in the next several weeks. You go, you work for a job, you get a paycheck, so you have the authority of what happens with that. Yes? I mean, there are people, I've, I've counseled people, well, he just takes it and he runs down to the local bar and he drinks it all. Okay? I can't help that, but he took that and did that. Why? Because the paycheck came to him, he cashed it, that's what he did. So now, because of our authority, we take it out of this world system, and then I'll show you how you can separate it and put it in God's system, and it brings blessing. You know, the dollar that was stuck in my wallet was in there because somehow I had gotten $10 or something or was impressed for the Lord to fold it up and put it. I was going to put it somewhere for an offering. So I separated it and already was ready to do that. I forgot I had it, but you know, the Holy Spirit didn't forget I had it. So we put that in the kingdom and then God has legal authority. Now, because I have the authority of what I did with it, and I gave him jurisdiction. Now come in. The Bible says that he hears the case. Not hears with his ears, but as just like an attorney, as like Brent would, okay, I'm going to take that case. So now I legally can come in. The Lord could come in and go, now I can move on your behalf. That's how things happen in the kingdom. It happens by, think about this. We have to believe, we have to confess, and we have to do not doubt. Everything happens in the kingdom by what you believe, and we're going to get into that. So how is our first thought? We grow, we're working our field, growing our faith through hearing God's word. You have to fill your ears. God gave you two ears and one mouth. They used to say you need to listen twice as much as you talk. I'm probably guilty of doing the wrong the other way. So I'm working on it. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing that is, hearing the good news about Christ. The New King James is saying, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. It is about hearing the gospel, hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing, hearing, hearing. So you have to hear the word. If you want to grow in your faith, it's hearing. That means feeding yourself with God's word. Now, on your phone app, if you have a smartphone or a tablet or whatever, you know, you, if you have the Bible app, you can get the notes from this stuff. It's right on the Bible app. I don't know how to do it, but if you go and somehow True Life Marion, it's on there, True Life Church. All of the notes that I gave them that go up there are on that app. You can find that. You can download it or make notes on it or whatever. My point is, there, when I do my devotions, it'll talk to you. I didn't know that. That's not a real shocker to probably some of you, but I didn't know that. And you know how I knew that? Because I walk by the restroom when my wife's in there getting ready and there's some man in there talking to her. I hear another voice in there and I'm thinking, it ain't me. She's listening to the Bible app and the guy is telling and there's voices that come on and all of that. And, and I just like to, I work in pictures. I don't know if there's any other guys that do that. But I mean, I love the stories that Jesus has in the Bible. And so with the woman with the issue of blood, it'll be, you know, and she says, and then there's a lady's voice, if I can only touch his robe, I'll be here. And I'm like, yeah, I can, I can picture all that. So I asked Pastor Kim, I'm like, what, what was that? And she goes, oh, you just press that little button right there and it'll read the scripture to you. I'm like, yes. So that's awesome. Hearing, hearing the word. I have to grow in my faith. So 
If you have somebody that has influence in your life, somebody that you can you trust and you've watched them, they have fruit from their life, then if they're going to tell you something, you will take what they tell you and you'll think about that. It'll, it'll change the way you think on certain subjects because of their influence, because of their viewpoint. So when you hear God's word, the very word you base your life on. If God said it, then that's, he's got influence in my life. It changes you. It affects how I see it. Instead of finding the book and go, you know, I'm going to find in here something that will say what I believe. Why don't we just find what the Bible says and then believe what it says? Instead of trying to switch it. Let me just find something that will go with what I say. You know what happens? We live in a culture today that everybody's trying to be so seeker friendly that it's just nuts. I was just talking with someone the other day, and, and this is what they said, and it's true. He said it's almost whoever wears the coolest T-shirt has a, the neatest cafe and, 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 you know, is just, hey, it's so hip. Everybody likes it. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I like, I don't have to wear a suit and tie. I'm good with that. That's cool. But you know what? Bottom line is, give me the word. Give me the gospel. Give me the Bible. I mean, I could tell you a lot of things, but if I'm not telling you that, you need to go somewhere else. You've got to find somebody that's going to teach you truth. That's going to teach you word and that you can walk out and see fruit from it. Well, Brent, I think that's brainwashing. If it's washing my brain with the word, I'll take it. If it's just God's word coming over my, my thoughts, then I'll take it. There's an entire book filled with what God thinks and what he says. It's right here. Some people, I just, I just want to know what God says. Well, open the book. I just want to know what he says about it. Well, what does he say? He's already said it. Can you find it? Get an auto, audio recording, whatever. I mean, you can listen to our podcasts if you want. They're free. You can put them on your phone. You can listen to them going to work, going back, whatever. What is your field? What do you need? a great way to start your growth so you have to work your field so if i'm saying field what is that farmer plants crops he knows what he's planting he knows what's going to grow when we lived out in the country we had beans one year and the next year he planted corn corn was kind of cool because it just made a barricade all around the property it was kind of neat but still i mean it's like you put corn in the ground corn's going to come up i don't know what your field is if you're you know this is i'm i'm depressed then your field would be, I'm going to, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. In him we live, we move, we have our being. God! You know, I'm afraid all the time. Then you need to fight your field. Because if it's fear, then get that field planted with faith. Psalm 118.6, Lord is on my side, I do not fear. What are you fighting with? What are you planting? What are you hearing? you got to work that. Our second thought. We're going to work our field and we're going to go grow through believing God's word. It's one thing to hear it. It's a whole other thing to believe it. You may have heard something for years, but if you never believed it, sometimes that's why we're still waiting. Maybe you've been brought up in a Christian home, taught all kinds of things that were good and all that. But something happens when you believe it. When you finally believe it, maybe you've heard it over and over again, but finally something connects and you're going, that's it. That's it. I sat in a barber chair one day 
And this is back in, I'm going to say, the 90s. And they had those pictures that were out that were, there was a picture in a picture. You remember, you couldn't see it. You almost had to look at it and stare at it cross-eyed. And then the picture would kind of like just, hmm, <laughs> hated that. I'm just being honest. I went to the barber and this is, you know, you're sitting in the barber shop and this guy had a picture. I had to go back and apologize. So I'm, I'm just going to tell you what I did. Picture's right there. Everybody gets in this chair. He goes, you see the picture? And I'm thinking, what's the deal about the picture? I mean, to, to me, the picture just looks like a bunch of mosaic tiles or something. I mean, I, I really didn't see anything. And I, so I'm looking at it. I'm not getting nothing. And so everybody that gets in the chair, he's asking them. And they're like, most everybody is like, I don't see anything. And then starts the stuff. You can't see that? Can't you see that? I can't believe you can't see that. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. So I'm sitting there, and finally he gets a dude up there, and he goes, oh, I see what you're talking about. He said, yeah. He said, what do you see? And he said, I see the, uh, the Apollo, the, the spaceship right there. It's going up. The moon's right there. And the guy goes, yeah. He said, you'd be amazed. Most everybody can't see that. I'm like, so I get up in the chair. Hey, Brett, you see the picture? Yeah. You see it? Oh, yeah, I see the Apollo thing going up there. The moon up there, he goes, yeah, you'd be amazed. Most people can't see that. Cut my hair. I got down, walked out, and the Lord said, <clears throat> you have to go back. I do not want to go back. I had to walk back in front of the whole barber shop and go, I lied. I can't see your picture. I didn't see any of it. I heard him say it, you know, and they're all, I mean, it's like quiet. Cricket, cricket. And they're like, okay, okay. And I, well, I, I don't, who knows? Probably had me for lunch and dinner. What's my point? My point is, listen, I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't believe it. So I went back and I sat in front of that picture till my eyes got like, and then I could see it. Then I saw this lunar module Apollo thing and I was like, and I could see it now. You can't just hear things. Well, you can, but you have to believe them. I could hear them guys saying about it. I really didn't believe what that picture was. I couldn't describe it, but then I knew there was a picture there. So I believed that, and then I just, I'm not leaving here until I get what I came for. Have you ever done that? I am not leaving. You know, how about... Like in, back in Jesus' time. Huh. Uh-uh. Where you go, I'll go. Your God will be my God. I'm not leaving. You know, how about Elijah and Elijah? <laughs> uh-uh. I'm staying right by you. Where is that kind of commitment where we see, God, I want to not just see it. I don't want to just, I want to believe it. Because you said it. Saying a prayer is good, but believing a prayer, that's amazing. Prayer is just words if you don't believe them. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart you are made right with God and openly declaring that your faith, by your faith that you're saved. It is that confession. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and do not doubt. That's how everything happens in the kingdom. I can't go over that enough. 
confessing, believing, do not doubt. Believing, confessing, however you want to put that, but they got to go together. If you're going to believe what you say and not doubt. So God's word trumps everything. Well, Brett, I don't know that I always feel like it. It is not about your feelings. I have had to go pray for people when my back was wincing in pain. And people are looking at me like, what is the matter with you? I'm not going to say, um, uh, you know, but I'm just like, I'm fine. Is your back hurting? That's an understatement, but God has already healed it. And I'm just walking, and I'm not looking good. And I'm upset, and I'm in pain. Tim and I went to Amish country, and my back would go into spasms. True story, right in the middle of Amish tr- country with buggies and horses. I'm, I'm down on one knee. I'm holding up traffic. I can't get up. And she, she's walking across the street, and she's talking. She's thinking, I'm right beside her, and, and I'm back there going, I'll be, I'll be with you in a minute, Mr. Peabody. And then I had to wait for it to quit twinging, and then I, then I got up, and people are looking at me like, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not making this stuff up. What I'm telling you is from experience. You're going to have to work your field to grow your faith. My kids, well, Dad, you're the pastor, so it should just happen for me. That's not how it works. We all have to stand in front of the Lord. God's word trumps everything. <laughs> you might, you know, you're believing God, I'm healed. Maybe you've got some health issues. But there's not everybody around you says that. If your church that you go to says, no, God doesn't do that anymore. How do you explain Hebrews? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How about in Malachi where it says, I do not change. You need to find new church. For real. If they don't believe in healing, you need to find new church. I know that might sound harsh. We love you, but I'm just saying, that's the word. God heals today. I am the Lord that heals you, Exodus 15, 26. By his wounds you are healed, 1 Peter 2, 24. Jesus healed all the sick among them. If God's word said it, that settles it. It's a done deal. Where do you stand on what God says? That's the issue. Whose allegiance are you? How do you, I mean, do you believe what God says? Or are with you, is there just, well, you know, here's my... Sometimes I've thought I've been in faith and then found out when push comes to shove, I wasn't really... Does that witness with anybody? You ever thought, yeah, I'm in faith. And then when the pressure's on, you find out you're not as in faith as you thought. In God's word, the matter is already settled. And that should be our belief. Here's thought number three. If we're going to work our field, we're going to grow our faith through taking God's word. Now, Mal had asked me, she goes, Daddy, you want taking in there? And I want taking in there. And I'll explain. Because sometimes when you're walking this out, you might be saying to yourself, I still don't feel good, or I still am having this, or this is still happening. But once you've heard God's word, once you know what God's take is on it, once you know what he says, it doesn't matter what you feel, because by his stripes you are healed. Jesus is not going back to the cross again. He said it is finished. Everything that you need was accomplished 2,000 years ago. It was already done. So it's done. As far as God's concerned, it's done. Where you stand on it is the issue now. What you believe, that is the issue. And we find that sometimes when 
it gets tough, that's where we find out. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. If you, you, know, you almost have to be like that guy. Lord, help my unbelief. Because when you're in pain or when you're sick, it's real hard to start thinking the other way sometimes. Because your body is screaming this. But let's, let's talk about truth. Truth can out-trump facts. Because the truth says, I'm healed. That's what I'm going to stand on. And so we begin to do that. So understanding, there are going to be people that may not understand. I'm not against taking medicine. I'm okay with taking medicine. You know, if the Lord, you, you feel good about, you know, I, we've taken, I take ibuprofen from time to time. But can I say, when I'm, now listen to how I'm saying it. If I needed to take some ibuprofen and I felt like it was okay to do that, I can look at the bottle, but if I don't take it, how good does that do me? It does me no good because I didn't take my medicine. Friends, if you need a pill, take this. This is the gospel. Take this three times a day. Call me in the morning. I mean, just start taking it. Go to bed at night if you need it. What is your field? What is looking at you? What crop are you trying to get to grow? You want to work your field? You want to grow your faith? Take your medicine. Put it and apply it. And start believing what you say. What it says. Just line up with... The Bible says God's word doesn't come back void. Might as well say his word. Take your medicine. Put it before your eyes. Keep it before your eyes. Speak it. Highlight the verses. Print them out. If you're a guy and you're, you're working your field, put some things where you're shaving. You know, so you can say them out loud while you're shaving. Whatever. Speak them. Put them on the home screen of your smartphone. I got on my phone all kinds of declarations I say. And <laughs> so uh, I'm helping people with, with Pastor Gary's business. And Johnny is working with me. And he said, so let me see your phone because I was looking at an appointment and he's looking at my phone going he's like dude how many of these things do you have on your phone i'm like i don't know he said what are they i said they're my declarations i say them every day he's just scrolling those things you know just like wow because he was just trying to find the appointments but see for me that's life because that's my field come on that's my field I mean, that's the stuff I'm working. That's the stuff I, I, you know, I, won't, I won't lend in to fear. I pray for my kids. I pray, for, you know, the, the Lord, he brings, like Proverbs, it says, he'll, he'll do well. He'll give us wealth, and he has no sorrow with it, 1022. I'll take that. Lord, how do you work that? How do you want me to do that? And he's saying, just line up with what I say. So see, to me, and Johnny's like, okay, I get it. So... What I'm trying to tell you is you need to grow your faith by working your field using the word. Here's our final thought. Work your field, grow your faith, acting on God's word. So your action is your hearing, believing, and taking. I mean, if you're hungry and you're sitting in the middle of a grocery store, there's food all around you. If you don't put it in your mouth, you're going to starve. You're going to have to put some action. 
James 2, 17 and 18. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it's dead and useless. Someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds, but I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. It's one thing to read and believe, take hold of something. It's another to act because you believe it. One of the reasons Pastor Gary is our headship is because of fruit. You cannot deny fruit. You can have people that say all they want to say. Just remember this. The whistle doesn't pull the train. The whistle just makes noise. You need something behind. But one, Pastor Gary, he has all the fruit to, to back up everything he says. I'm, I'm just amazing. I, I'm just on a journey in the kingdom. When I first met Pastor, I, I had somebody that came up to me and said, you know what, you say a lot of like what my pastor says, but you say it different, but you say the same thing. Okay. He said, you guys need to get together. All right. I'll meet your pastor. So he had a meeting, and it was actually it was a Ford Financial Group meeting. It wasn't called that then. He said, this is the easiest time to meet him, so why don't you just go and meet him? And so they told him that I was there. I had never met Pastor Gary before. I just went and sat in this meeting just because I was asked to meet the pastor. <laughs> I got in the meeting, and he said, there's Pastor Brett here. And there was, I don't know, 25 people or more, 30 people in that meeting. I don't remember. He said, could you come here a minute? And I walked up there, and he turned around, and he handed me a check for $400. And I was like, what's, what's this for? And he said, Lord told me to give this to you and, and said that, you know, you needed this for one, but he wants to, you know, show you things, something like that. I don't remember the exact words. I remember calling Kim going, I just met this guy, and he just gave me $400. And, you know, we really needed the, the money. I mean, we were just in the process of trying to figure out, God, what do you want? How do you want us to do what you're asking us to do? And it was through this process that God put Pastor and uh, Drenda and Gary with Kim and I, and then we went to lunch, and the next thing you know, we were at their house, and then they were at our house, and we became friends, and there's so many things that paralleled, and we... We said, we're supposed to start this church. I don't know how to start a church. And he said, I said, I need a covering. I need somebody to be accountable. We need, and he said, Drenda and I will do it. And so that's how they became our executive board. Now, let, let, let me preface, and I don't know why the Lord is having me go a little bit over this way, but let me just do this. I didn't do this in the first service. But let's just take this for just a second. In the next six weeks, I'm going to show you some more things. But let's just take this for a second. I don't know how to start a church. Well, I do now. This is 13 years ago. So if I don't know how, and yet that is what is brought to me or given to me by God, then I've got to find out and talk to somebody and do my homework that can start. Agreed? I mean, I have to, what's the state requirements? What do I have to do? What has to happen, right? Yes, Brett, that's great. Go ahead. Oh, good. Thank you. So I have to find all that out. So then I have to put all that in motion. Now, I'm, I'm trying to show you something here. If I don't know what to do in my field, this church would not exist. 
So for me to grow in my faith, I have to work my field. For that to happen, I have to take authority over what God has given me. Amen? So when God puts something in your spirit or puts something in your heart, you have to, if you want that to come to pass, if he puts desires and beliefs in your heart, I want to do this, then you have to look at how's that going to happen. Okay? And again, I've just been stuff going over and over and over again for days is what this has been so maybe this is why this is coming out but just of uh you're gonna have to what's your net say if you don't have a net to do what god's asked you to do then that's what happens to most of the church we just sit back and 20 years later we're still sitting here and all we've become is fat christians we don't do anything now i'm not fat in the sense of you know, fat. I mean, we just sit there. We don't do nothing. But what if we were the hands and feet of Christ and we, we went and took dominion everywhere your foot touches? God says, I'll, I'll give that. Do you, do you understand the promised land? He gave them the land, but they still had to take it. There were still people there. They had to take dominion and authority. What are you taking dominion and authority over that you can get what God has told you to grow your faith and work your field? It's going to be in your net. If your net won't hold it, then, then you've got to find another net. But what we do is we go, oh, no. I'll never have what God told me. I'll just sit here because my dad never did. My dad's dad never did. And oh, woe is me. That is almost what happens all the time. What if we would say, God, give me an idea and a concept. What if we changed lakes? What if we changed equipment? And took authority on what he told us to because we got wisdom, we got knowledge. And we started putting that to work. If you can't define your dominion, you can't define your authority, I'm going to tell you this morning, you're not going to get what you're believing for. That's like when people say, you know what? Oh, you look sick. You want to say, well, you're ugly. You don't, you don't say that, but you just want to be, ah. but what are you believing for? Why do you believe that? Why do you believe you're healed? What are you standing on? What makes you believe that whatever you're standing on, that's truth. If you can tell me truth and you can stand on this, then I can agree with that. But if you can't, you got more work in your field to do because you can't define and that's why that lingers on. I said this in the last service, and I, I feel the Lord want me to say it again. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and do not doubt. I love Peter, probably one of my favorite disciples. And I don't know if it's just because he reminds me maybe of me because he shoots off at the mouth sometimes. <laughs> Says stuff that he probably didn't think about too much. You know, Peter's like, you know, the guy, the soldier comes up, tries to take Jesus. Peter's like kung fu. <laughs> Chops off his ear and, you know, Jesus is like. 
Not a good idea, Pete. Sticks the ear back on, heals the guy, you know, whatever. That's crazy. Peter's like, even if all these guys dish you, not me, we're homies. That's my version. So, but listen to what, this, this blew me away. Jesus puts him in a boat. You know that God knows everything, right? He knows there's going to be a storm. He puts him in a boat. About three in the morning, they, they're rowing. They're not getting anywhere. And I think he figures, time to go out. The Bible says he walks out on the water. And he looks and they say, it's a ghost. Peter recognizes something. And he says, and I, I want you to picture, think about waves and wind and noise and and all of that going on, and it's dark. So I would think he's somewhat illuminated. I, I don't know, but, but Peter says, if that's you, tell me to come to you. So it's kind of like, in a sense, it's kind of like a fleece. Because Peter's kind of like, if you're who I think you are. Now I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. Jesus looks right at Peter and he says, come on. And the story goes on that Peter then, you know, he's got to take a foot off the boat, set it on the water. Peter's a smart enough man because what's he do by living? He fishes. I doubt that he's ever decided, hey, I just walked out on the water, picked up a net, nothing in this one. Walked back. He already knows, I can't do that. But to go with what we are teaching you today, with what the Word says, if we're going to grow in our faith, we have to work our field. We have to hear. Jesus said, come on. So Peter hears Jesus say, come on. He has to believe that's Jesus, and he just told me to come to him. I'm seeing him do that. Now he's telling me, because I asked to come. So I hear him. I believe him. I have to take him at his word. And now I have to act on it. So he steps out and he goes. I submit to you this morning, Peter did not walk on the water. He walked on the word that walked on the water. Where are you today? Where's your field? Brett, I'm, I'm so financially, this is my financial situation. If that's your financial situation, work your field. But I don't know what to do. Find out what to do. Are you listening? What, what, what's it going to take? You're going to have to put your hand to it. Because what happens in the Christendom that's happened over the years, we do nothing and consequently nothing happens. And we're still waiting. Whoa, I'm waiting on God. Quit waiting on God. He's waiting on you. He's telling you, did he not give you the keys to the kingdom? Did he not? In Matthew, did he say, you can do greater things than what I've done? Did he say, do these things? Did he say, you can cast out devils? Did he say, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? Did he not say that? Then let's do what he says. Let's start believing him for his word and start saying, yes, 
Yes, God, if you said it, that settles it. I still feel sick or I still feel hurt or my health is this. I understand. Sorry for spitting. Not really, but you know. Then you're going to have to say, it's not about my feelings. God, it's about what you say. It's about truth. I don't care what it looks like. Brett, I'll never get out of this hole. You don't know how much debt I'm in. You don't know how much this. You don't know how my marriage is. You don't know how this. You know what? What does he say? What does he say? If you find out what he says, that's your foundation. Because this is what he says. Brett, lay it out. Come on. Everywhere you put your foot that you've laid my word out, I'll provide. Your promised land isn't as far off as you think. And the enemy would like to keep you thinking that way, that it's so way out there it'll never happen. But this morning, I've got a different message for you. You just have to work your field and grow your faith. The next six weeks, we're going to fix the money thing. And it's going to be in such a way that I, I guarantee. Now, there's very few times that you could probably have anybody. I guarantee if you do what the Bible says, you will have great results. Guaranteed. Bow your heads, close your eyes.